0: Take a little love, put it in a pie, stir that thing around, wait a little while, you give a pie. Mm, My fever's so high, I've got the blue flame on my thighs. Mm, Oh, I want another piece of that. you've just been listening to the 1989 single Love Pie, perhaps the best-known song from our next guest, Vic Mako. The late 80s and early 90s were filled with his headlines from the drug-fueled cannibal rant at the 1990 People's Choice Awards to his self-dubbed nudity suit, a latex, anatomically precise replica of his naked body, which he unsuccessfully lobbied the state of California, to allow him to wear while officiating weddings. He had settled down a bit over the ensuing years, but he's back with a new album. Vic, welcome to the show. Fantastic to be here. Are you the host? I am. I'm Raymond Petrolio. We talked this morning, uh, yesterday, and a few times over the phone. We had a very lengthy discussion about fly fishing earlier today. That's amazing. You look completely different. Well, I am wearing a jacket now. You are really something that is phenomenal. Is it okay if I smoke? Uh, Unfortunately, it's not allowed here in the building. Hmm. I have to apologize. Uh, It's
1: just on an optional matter when I do the cross-country flight. It's uh, hard to come down. I'm sure you understand.
0: Well, many of our listeners associate you with Southern California, uh, where you (coughs) have a a very uh, public lifestyle, but uh, your roots are local. I'm a Pacific boy. Uh, born, I can't say raised. There's an interesting story there. Perhaps um, Pim Herold, uh in his biography, doesn't really mention how you reached the West Coast.
1: I refused Pim any interviews. He's a cancer
0: on humankind, and I hope he
1: chokes on his own vomit in view of his loved ones.
0: Mm-hmm. How old were you when you left Passaic?
1: I was seven. It was two in the morning in the middle of a brutally cold January night. My father awakened my sister, Darcy, and I and told us we needed to grab our blankets and our stuffed companions and get to the car or die with the rest of New Jersey. I was still bleary-eyed by the time we were rolling through Wisconsin. Two days later we were stuffed into a little stucco room living off greasy potato chips in the El
0: Monte Motel in Danuba. Mm. What a traumatic experience that must have been for you and your sister. Uh, Where was your mother in all of this?
1: mother had been a munitions specialist with the french foreign
0: legion unfortunately she was killed during an accidental assault on the city of copenhagen it must have been so difficult for two young children and then you whisked away to danuba that's in california yes uh, about 520 miles south of slider what was the explanation for all of this from your father
1: father never told us, and it was only two years before we lost him in a grain elevator. I'm sad to say that the secret was literally and instantly buried with him.
0: I'm so sorry. Uh, He worked in agriculture.
1: (sighs) He actually sold pool inflatables door to door. Thing is, that day he just really had to go. It's played like a film strip in my head many, many times. I'm in the passenger seat of our old sky-blue Corvair station wagon. Darcy is in the back asleep, and father is bobbing his head, sweating like crazy as he drives. Then he suddenly yells, finally, and wakes up Darcy, and he jerks the wheel, and the car lurches off this dusty road, bolts out of the car, clutching his crotch, screaming, finally, Jesus Christ, finally. There were people all over the place, and they were frantically waving at him, telling him not to go in there, but he had an angle on it and was in like a flash. Darcy and I heard this unearthly moan, and and
0: it was silent. Hmm. What a series of tragedies for your family. So any clue as to his motive for leaving Passaic so suddenly and rushing you to California?
1: Well, back in Passaic, he had started dressing like a Catholic priest, uh, or variants on that theme. And he had always had peanut butter with him. That's really all we had. Darcy and I went to live with our Aunt Samantha in Bakersfield right after the accident. Aunt Sam really worked hard to fill our lives with birthday parties, Christmases, normal stuff. It was literally years before I started thinking about why again.
0: Yes, yes. uh, Your your aunt was Samantha Lapierre, the TV star. (sighs) Uh,
1: We didn't know until we were teenagers, but yes. she never talked about it at first, but it, it did help me get into the music business. Darcy found her heroin dealer and her therapist that way.
0: Is it true that she came
1: up with the name Vic Mako for you? And Sam, yes, 100% true. Uh, and kept a card catalog inside a bust of Karl Malden with her blackmail victims in it. All of this is common knowledge now. And Vic Mako
0: was a combination of two of her marks. The story that I heard involved you and Samantha, but it was during a trip to the Los Angeles Aquarium.
1: That was a fiction from my publicist, Tansy Peters. The real origin is a lot more satisfying. If you can picture this, Auntie always lit candles around Carl on Friday nights.
0: The the statue? Yes.
1: She drank with him for at least an hour, usually, singing Nat King Cole to him and reading passages from... Mark Rocco. Uh, Mark Rocco? Groundbreaking fiction writer. Fresh chunk of hell. Death is a blind street sweeper. He might have worked on one of the Police Academy sequels.
0: I guess I missed all of those. The night
1: she gave me the name Vic Mako, she takes my face in her right hand. Hurt like hell. She did this all the time. She was still rocking half a straight bourbon in the left. She squeezes extra hard. And she says, darling, every time those bastards hear your name, they're going to know that no one gets chintzy with Sam LaPierre.
0: Her persona was so different on television. She played a nun on two different shows.
1: <sighs> Better than a nun, though, right? She could really deliver her, her Beezer tap. Produced my first album, as you know, to avoid that 8 millimeter getting out, which happened anyway, thanks to the internet.
0: Oh, yeah, the, uh, the ferrets... To be
1: fair to Herb, there was no intercourse. But even if you want to call them historical reenactments, as he did, it's just bad form to pose naked while aroused
0: with animals. I mean, that's just 101 stuff. You've uh, been very open about using your aunt's connections to get your solo contract, but you were first in a punk band in Fresno.
1: Gorbachev jockstrap. I started on bass but moved to mandolin when Lowell OD'd.
0: You only released one album, but it's become something of a collector's item.
1: We just dropped a load. Uh, we only pressed 300 of those originally.
0: And Miley Cyrus approached you to do a cover of Let It Air Out a While from that album.
1: No. Uh, it was a municipal water manager from the valley named Cyrus O'Miley. No relation. It didn't stop the rumors on Facebook.
0: Though. I see. You have a big presence on
1: social media, though. We do. Um, we just launched a feed on Peafling.
0: And at the end of uh, 2016, you tweeted, Come get some, 2017. And sure enough, two days ago, you released your first album, of new material in 10 years, uh, which you call Time to Listen to Me. Yes. What does that title mean?
1: Just what it says. Uh, when I wrote Closet Rabbit for Love Pie, that came from my pelvis, the pelvis of a 22 or 23-year-old. Well, this is the same thing, except that I'm using more organs now. And what do your organs want to tell people? Well, the more experienced I get at this, the more a song is like a bowel movement. The vibrations of a song, really, depend on how far along it's pushed. Uh, for instance, have you ever had to go so badly that you feel nauseous?
0: I think I prefer not to say.
1: <sighs> What's well, material, because a lot of these new songs are from that place, that amazing Place between wanting to hurl or drop trowel. In this country, I know there are a lot of people doing it wrong right now. This album is about helping them.
0: And what are people doing wrong in your view?
1: Just about everything. i draw on people like Gandhi or Rosa Parks. They didn't sit idly by, you know. And I try to cover every one of the basics of this work.
0: A lot of these songs are duets. Yes, uh, with my
1: beautiful wife, Bindi Brizo
0: The uh, bluegrass artist. Yes, uh, we met at a
1: Celine Dion tribute band concert in Palm Springs two years back at the Temple of the Dog Tent. She brings a unique footprint to the work. I think it's what
0: gives each of the chapters a haunting quality of their own. Hmm. And important to mention the scale of this undertaking, you organize this into seven chapters. Yes. Astonishingly, that comes to 84 tracks, and that's only fair to mention that in a press release last week, the Village Voice and the Heritage Foundation issued a joint statement calling this one of the most universally offensive manifestos in history. Yes. Well, they singled out a song, Uh, Vic Mako hates children, in this statement, and quoting here Uh, Any media company that would participate in distribution and promotion of this frequently and needlessly pornographic material is helping tip a cauldron of raw sewage into our collective culture." So, um, with that, I thought it was appropriate at least to play the work and let our audience and people in general decide for themselves. Is there anything you want to tell us about this song before we hear it? I'll admit the title is a gimmick. Said the spider to the fly.
1: But from there, just get a can opener and pry open your mind.
0: Okay. Well, the song is Vic Mako Hates Children. Now, let's listen. Here's a walk by the gutter in the dirty back of the fish shooting streets of an old sunny of I see an old wrinkled man play a weather guitar With a pain so wide in his eyes he looks like he's praying I try my best to explain what he's been doing wrong And how to fix every one of his songs He just waves me away I see a famous heart surgeon with his scalpel on a virgin and his pulse rate surgeon on the verge of a dreadful mistake. Yeah, the mother breastfeeding the nasty infant who even every evening. the evil of his own weight. Them every single thing they ever would need to be a decent human being, they don't listen to me. They go on with their worthless lives. <laughs> Why am I so wise? And I want so stupid. Why am I so wise? It's the only thing I don't know. Vic Mako Hates Children by Vic Mako and Bindi Brizo. Your foundation, the Vic Mako Foundation, uh, concentrates on animal welfare. We do. Uh, it's been a passion of mine for the last several years. In 2008,
1: we launched the Discover Yourselves initiative, and uh, we have a sort of Olympics planned next year to celebrate 10 years in operation. Mm. And what does the initiative do for animal life? That's really the magical aspect of it. We don't do anything for them. I think, as many like-minded persons do, that we have been underselling and underserving animals. Around the world, over a century now, we have transitioned increasingly to preserves, which are just a loose-fitting zoo when it comes down to it. But we're really not addressing the core issue, which is giving young animals the opportunity to enrich themselves and develop a civilization that can fend for itself. Young animals. We're resuming our spring semester with our second class of lemurs, and our current curriculum focuses on livestock ranching, Danish pottery, and Mexican revolutionary fiction. That's just one example. The the lemurs
0: are ranched? The lemurs do the
1: ranching. Uh, They're working up a herd of wild yak right now in eastern Arkansas.
0: Okay. I have a lot more questions than I thought I would.
1: Well, if it helps any, each of the lemurs have a spiritual advisor assigned. And the rest we handle through drone monitoring and methamphetamines.
0: Well, unfortunately, we are out of time, but I do thank you for joining us today, Vic Meko. My pleasure. Happy to help. Well, let me thank our sponsor, Stallman's Sav Superceptor, the toy-taking North Hartford by Storm. Watch your children explore mystical worlds of magic while applying a variety of FDA-approved saps and seven vivid colors to those scuffs and scrapes. Available this weekend in the parking lot of the PetSmart on the corner of West Bradford and 46th Avenue. Ask for Jimmy. Thank you again, as always, to our listeners. I'm Raymond Petrolio, and we'll see you next show.